Welcome to The Brave Table. I'm your host, Dr. Neetha Bhushan, and this is your oasis for strengthening your mental and emotional fitness, no matter what life tosses your way. I am so excited you're here. Just like you, I wear many hats. I'm a former dentist turned author and serial entrepreneur, currently a mom of two, and a recovering perfectionist. Every week, we'll navigate brave conversations to support your evolution at every season and stage of your life. Raw and unfiltered, we'll explore all the feels as we unpack life's unpredictable moments, from the playful to the painful, the magical and the messy, and everything in between this epic human experience. You ready? Let's dive in. What up, Brave Table fam? This is your host, Dr. Nita, and welcome to a very special solo cast today. I am coming to you directly after my whirlwind Euro trip. And yes, I, as many of you all were following along, I braved it out and took my entire family, <laughs> children one and three, on a life-changing trip to Europe after what it's been two years since we had been, you know, really traveling globally. And of course, with my amazing co-pilot, Ajit. And this was one of those trips that, you know, for several years, for those of you who have been following me for a while, you knew that, you know, every summer we would be doing these pop-ups and either presentations or events around the globe. And since, well, the world was shut down for a few years and we had another baby, things kind of paused for a little bit on the travel end. But we had been planning this trip particularly because there were going to be two big things happening within one of our businesses. We were going to be doing a very large scale event about 550 people. And this would be the very first time everyone would be uniting in one particular place, a very, very special and beautiful place called Estonia. I don't know if you've been there, but you will hear all about it in today's episode. And so, yeah, that's kind of the context behind it. And so the planning began a few years prior, and this was going to be also a very special trip because... I was going to be embarking on my 40th year. That's right. And so for those just tuning in and you didn't hear the episode of 40 Lessons Learned, uh, definitely check that one out. We'll link it below in the show notes. And this trip was really enlightening and for so many reasons. And some of you have sent comments and DMs. How did you travel with such young children? What did you have to do in order to get your family on a plane again? And how much packing did you do? So <laughs> in the short of it, I would say that this entire trip end-to-end -end was very much a spiritual practice. And I think that you know, as mothers who are also boss moms, who are also entrepreneurs, who, you know, in our particular case, part of our livelihood is that we do have a global team. Many of our team members are global in nature. And so this is one of those places and that we would be able to meet across the globe in Estonia, where they do actually house a lot of digital nomads. Estonia is actually one of the most 
important places for people to start their businesses. And they have a huge tech scene over there. Shout out Estonia. I think they have the largest per capita startup in the world. And I think it's between... Estonia and Tel Aviv. So it's just so wild and so diverse. And one of our partner companies, Mind Valley and Evercoach, always has events there. And we attended this event, Mind Valley University, as well. And so it was such a homecoming on so many levels. I know that some of you who were there, who came up to us, who like sang your praises for the years that we've been doing everything online. I'm so, so grateful for you. But honestly, it didn't come without its challenges. Traveling with one child, and I would say one toddler, we were used to because the first four months of Ari's life, and I would talk about this a lot on other podcasts and shows, it was so much easier. And this was because they're so malleable. They're so adaptable when they are babies, right? And so he was so used to and so resilient on planes and he was long haul flights. I mean, we traveled four months out of his very first year that he was born. Now with Isla, of course, the world shut down. And when you're arranging for two, not just one, it's a little different. And so that was one of the things we didn't really foresee. So it took a lot of grit and resilience. And not only that, you know, we underestimated the jet lag. And I think because there were so many new things going on, the world was definitely traveling. I don't know if some of you were also traveling around that time earlier in the summer, but a lot of bags were being delayed and lost. And so at the event, we had people whose bags were lost and it was just a whole scenario in and of itself. And one of the things we had was we were so excited and so looking forward to having my in-laws, Ajit's parents, they're witnessing our very first event after you know the world has shut down. And so to kind of see us both on stage and also to be there for our children, they were going to be our, our caretakers there. And they live in India and that had been the plan. And so we had planned this to a T because they are from India and our passport situations are all different. And so you need to apply for a European visa. Well, the long story short is our worst dream that could ever come true came true and they didn't get the visa. And what that meant was they then couldn't come and, you know, watch our our children that we had planned this entire long trip for. Because I also planned this very, you know, incredible 40th birthday. And that was going to be my gift for, you know, two years in the making. I mean, it was probably even before that because the seed was planted years and years ago. I've always wanted to visit Turkey. And I knew the only thing that we would would love to do is to have grandparents come at the same time because they don't get to see our children. When I mean they do everything in their power to take care of the kids, like that is their role in life is to be grandparents. And we're so grateful for that. And so our heart was just crushed when we heard the news. And so we had to scramble and, you know, we had an event in less than six days at this point. My book manuscript, That Suck Now What? The second part of our edits was due. And it was a lot of these deadlines all due all at the same time. And funny enough, many of you know, or many of you don't know, but the title of my book is called That Sucked, Now What? 
And I was just laughing to myself because I'm like, if any and all of the things can go wrong or can blow up right now, this is definitely the time. Like the kids aren't sleeping. They're up in the middle of the night, jet lagged for so many days. We don't have help. We have this big event. Our team is just reuniting on the Evercoach side after two years. So Edget went into this whole beautiful retreat to kind of get them ready for this journey together. And here I am. This is my first time going back on a main stage and after two and a half years, you know, after having baby girl and all the things being shut down. And my book is called That Suck Now What? And so I decided to really just embrace and kind of, this was laughable. I mean, I totally went through the stages of grief. Like I was sad, mad, you know, rageful, angry, all of the things. And funny enough, I had this embodiment practice that is also in the book that I wanted to take our audience through. And I was toying around with it because I was just not in my own mental space. I had so much anxiety coming up because I really wanted to make sure that my children were going to be okay and also that we would find help. Now, we have such a huge community in Estonia. We've budgeted and I, that's where we had our very, very first ceremony together. We had our union tattoos created there. And that's a story for a different episode And that's where we began really our journey together in our union with our global fam in Estonia there. So we have such a deep love and appreciation for this beautiful medieval city, Tallinn. And the people there are just so generous and they are so kind and they are so hardworking. And literally it was one call and I had three incredible babysitters that were just open to saying, yes, I'll watch. And not only that, we had so many of our family, our soul family at Mind Valley and at Evercoats that were like, you know what, we'll all take turns. And so, you know, the beauty of community that comes together when you actually just ask for help, because I could have not asked for help. I could have just said, oh my gosh, I have to do this all on my own. And as moms, we take it upon ourselves to fix things and we don't let it all hang out. And when I had that ugly cry, (laughs) letting it all hang out, (laughs) literally and viscerally, you know, allowing myself to feel the feels because it really sucked. And for me to really sit in the suck, I mean, this is the work that I'm teaching, right? This is the work that has really encompassed the last four years as my journey into motherhood. And that's really what sparked the shift and the change to really feel and not just think from, you know, our mental state, but really move the emotions through our body. And yes, of course, in a fun way, because why not? I mean, that's how we get our kids to participate. And I think all of us deserve to reconcile and rekindle the little girl and the little boy in each of us, right? And so really holding and honoring our inner child in that way, I think is just so, so important. So fast forward, we have help and I'm able to recreate this presentation where there's so many anxieties and so many feelings because there's close to 600 people there in the audience. And I got hats for everybody in the audience. And shout out for those of you who are there, who wore the hats. I mean, it was such a beautiful ode to anchoring the sucky moments that we all go through and to really allow ourselves to be vulnerable and say, hey, I need help. Because so many times we pretend that everything's okay 
And I've been told that I have such composed confidence. And I think probably because growing up, I've had to hold it all together so many times when truly big, really big moments of chaos was happening. And so my resilience factor or my bounce factor is just really high. And I talk about this concept, the bounce factor in my book, where there's four parts to your bounce factor of contributing to your ability to bounce back after stress, tough, shitty moments. And people have asked, can you increase it without going through tough moments? And there's four ways to actually increase your bounce factor that lead or actually comprise your bounce factor. And I have a quiz that you guys can take as well. If you are curious to see where you rate and what your bounce factor is, if you are one to shy away from confrontation and shy away from problems and ignore and avoid you may have a low bounce factor and there may be areas that you can actually improve, right? And for those of you who have had street cred because you've been born and raised or you had to grow up early or parents kind of just let you do your thing and they weren't really hovering over you, you might have a, a pretty high bounce factor and you may also avoid in the same ways. And so the four aspects that I talk about in the book And the first one is your upbringing, right? And so our upbringing, we can't necessarily change, but we actually can make peace with. And I think that so many of us, either we have wounding around our upbringing, we have wounding around our caretakers, we have wounding around how we were brought up, or we haven't reconciled, we haven't integrated some of those things. And the second part is how often are we exposing ourselves to what's in our current environment? Because in our current environment, we could actually take control of. In our current environment, we could actually expose ourselves to good stress. And so while (laughs) I was having such a reckoning for that week and I probably, my nervous system was so dysregulated. I was just for moms, you know, the feeling when you're kind of like, oh, should I do it? I don't know. The kids are not really taking to the babysitters. Maybe I'll give it more time that you're preparing for your first stage talking a very long time and want to make sure that it's just all of these things that then trigger, am I doing enough? Am I a good mom? And so those are the triggers that were coming up for me. And so I had to give myself my own medicine in that moment and say, you know, this is my good stress. This is really what I'm exposing myself to and trusting that my kids were obviously going to be okay. Because I think there is that fear that the lack of trust or, oh my gosh, are they going to be okay? And while they were in the next room while I was working with my headphones on, you still have that guilt, or at least I think that still comes up as a mom for me. And so the third part is your emotional capacity, your emotional capacity to feel. And I think that for many of us, and I know that many of you uh, in some of our trainings and things along the way, your emotional capacity to feel was shut down or was not allowed growing up. You were not allowed to scream, cry, moan, groan, experience or present disappointment, fear, rage, anger. Those feelings were not allowed. So then we started to suppress and suppress and suppress and to really bury it down in our bodies. And so this is your ability to bring it all up 
and let the messy all hang out. Let the chaos just go and allow yourself to have that container of release. And honestly, for me, it was taking a walk one day and knowing that I needed to have this walk in nature and in in Tallinn in Estonia, they have these beautiful, beautiful gardens. It's called Gadryorg Palace. And it's about like 15 minutes outside of the city. You can take one of those buses out there. And like the whole city is just, it's so modern, yet it's in the most medieval town in Europe. And, you know, there's an old town with cobblestones and you can see all my photos on IG and some of my reels. I have not posted all of them yet, but you you could totally see them, but it's just so beautiful. And then you have like this ultra tech part and you have a lot of the preservations of nature. I think they have the most amount of trees. So the air is so much more crisp and not to mention the weather is great as well in the summer. And I can go on and on and on. But spending time at Kadriorg Palace, which is this incredible palace, I think it was, I mean, that's the I could be getting the history wrong, so don't quote me on this, but I know that there was, I think it was Russian royalty that actually owned this as a summer palace and they used this for the summers, but they have like these beautiful gardens. I mean, it's just gorgeous and lush and in nature. And I took a walk there one of the days and I just started, nobody was around me. <laughs> But I was like, I was just screaming and releasing and crying and wailing because it was so much of that, that my body just needed to release and ground and let go and really grieve the things that did not go well and and sit with the discomfort and sit with the uncertainty that I was feeling, the uncertainty of how is this presentation going to go? because I haven't had enough time to prepare it, plan it. But I knew that I knew what I wanted to convey for all of the people in the room. And I knew what I wanted them to take away. And that's really what I was connecting to. Because as a mom, you don't have the time to perfect things. You don't have the time to consistently go over things that you would when you didn't have children. And that's just kind of the beauty of where we're at. Yet when you put in your 100% focus, you trust and know that you're giving your all. But it doesn't come without the anxieties that you feel around it because you still like we all want to do our best, right? And that has always been a trigger for me. I want to overgive, overdeliver, right? So I'm actually even integrating that part of myself saying, you know what? What you are giving is brilliant and everyone is going to benefit so much from that. And that was just my own medicine that I needed to keep repeating for myself. But that walk in nature at Gadriorg was really a reset to my nervous system because I was so dysregulated and being ungrounded and carrying all the bags. Well, actually, Ajit carried a lot of our bags, but you know, moving the kids. We, were, we started off in London for five days and then we ended up in Estonia. And then our dear soul fam came together and was like, Anita, you know, we like let us take care of the kids. They were already in Estonia. And so it's so beautiful when you ask for help and you just, you let it go into the universe, the universe responds and trusting that it's all going to work out in your favor. I mean, we were so ready to cancel part of our trip. We were so ready. Ajit was like, you know, 
babe, you go. Like, I know this is so important for all of us, both of us to be there, but if it can't happen, it can't happen. And he's just, he was so great. And we were just so ready to let that go. And I think in the letting go, because sometimes when we want something to happen so bad, we hold on to it so tight and we wonder why things don't manifest in the way that we would like it to. And so it was just really that beauty of surrender and surrendering so powerfully. And that once I surrender that, you know what, the kids aren't going to be on the same schedules. <laughs> they aren't going to be on the same sleeping schedules. Like the sunset in Estonia in the summer is midnight. And mamas, this would be like your worst nightmare because we usually have our kids in bed by 7.30. And in the summers, the sun sets even later. So then they're pushing bedtime, right? And so but imagine midnight. So I had to get our guy, the Airbnb, our, our lovely host, I had to say, guys, can you just... We came with our own blackout blinds. And these are just some of these intricacies that we have to manage when we have littles, right? Because they crave consistency. They crave, you know, the idea that they're going to have the same schedule every day. And we had to be okay that it was going to be chaos and messy and meltdowns and all of the things. But yet our dearest friends that we hadn't seen in years, you know, would come over and cook dinner and hang out. And so it was just this beauty of community. And lo and behold, on that day when we had that presentation and the whole event went so well, there's photos as well on, on Instagram. And we had 550 people wearing the That Sucked Now What hats and stomping out the embodiment practice and really moving through the sucky moments that they had experienced in the two years that we hadn't seen each other. And it was so beautiful to get our entire auditorium. I mean, you'll see there's a few reels made out of it, but just the tears that were coming down, the giggles that were transformed, the hugs, the laughter. And it's so fun when we can start with an emotion that we're probably not comfortable with that we've been suppressing. And, you know, I think that we're coming into a time where we are welcoming the feels in all the feels that we're not just lingering in positivity all the time and that it's okay to feel the suck and it's okay to be in the suck for some time. I think what people tend to either get really stuck in is if they are just stuck in the suck and they can't get past and because they like being in that space because that space is validating for them. And then that's when we have to move the sock and get out of the sock to take action in our life. But yet for those of us who are constantly avoiding, which is the majority of us, we avoid the sock. We avoid those uncomfortable feelings because we aren't okay with holding that for ourselves because that was never modeled to us in our families. I know for my immigrant family members, it was like, why are you crying? You know, I'll give you something to cry about when we were younger. And so I've literally had to learn how to be okay regulating myself when my kid is having a meltdown so that I'm not passing that generational trauma down to him. And so that was really the impetus of writing this book that suck now what in a fun, playful way where, yeah, we can embrace our flaws. 
yeah, we can embrace the sucky moments. And sometimes they're really big sucky moments. Some of you who are in the audience that day shared and shared with me privately and even shared and sent your photos wearing your hats and even made YouTube videos about it. Like I'm just so honored that now it's the beginning of a movement. And this book isn't even going to be out for another few months. It's going to be out at the beginning of the year, January 2023. So look out for that. And I just wanted you all to be the first ones to know because this is really a culmination of this new evolution into motherhood and giving all of you, all of us daily permission to suck. And whether you're a mom or not, I mean, you know, you're leaders of your households, you're leaders of your life. And I think we can all giggle and laugh like that little girl or little boy we once were, or maybe giving ourselves permission to just be in those sucky moments and then move the suck and transform the suck and stop the suck and release the suck. And I'll I'll talk more about that, that practice later on. But today, I just want to give you permission to wherever you are, and I'm going to end this here at a high note, but wherever you are, to embrace the suck and that knowing what is the medicine that you need to receive from that sucky moment, what is the universe or the signal, the messaging, what's that messaging trying to come through? And of course, I always love play and getting us back into a state of joy. I think we can feel joy in those moments. And it really sucked to not have childcare. And would I do things a little bit differently next time while traveling as a family of four? I think I would definitely pack less. And we definitely got toys over there and and donated it to many of the refugees that were over there in Estonia, which was so beautiful to see, love the camaraderie and love just the outreach that so many people were doing over there. And we were able to have the dream trip to go to Turkey. And what I want to say to those of you who are like, wow, you were able to plan this amazing trip. I don't know if I'll be able to do it. I've had so many moms that said, thank you for showing me the way. Thank you for being an inspiration that I too now I I want to plan my 30 vid birthday somewhere and my children shouldn't be the excuse that I don't because I think as moms we have so much guilt right that we put our own dreams aside and I once heard a comment from a relative who doesn't have any children but said you know this is your duty now And I thought to myself, wow, it shouldn't be that our buck stops because now we are having children. I think allowing you to dream big and allowing you to put that dream out into the universe, put that dream out there, write it out, make that declaration in your journal that you want to do something for yourself. No matter how big and audacious and crazy that goal seems, right? Just like myself, we were about to cancel this trip and my long lost girlfriend who I've known since we were three years old said, let's do this. We're all soul fam. I got them. Go do you. And and that was like the igniting factor for me to trust. And I know for those of you who are single moms out there, I've heard so many stories of when I've asked, I've had 
other moms say, I'll watch your kids for a couple of hours while you go to spin class. I'll watch your kids, you know, and it's just like the mom's network is like this secret sorority society because we're all like, you know what? We know that we need to replenish ourselves for the sake of our children. So instead of not opening yourself to receive because you think you can do it all on your own or you think that you know, I need to have this martyrship or what will people think or will they judge me? Put it all aside and do what's best for you that will bring you joy, that will light you up. And don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. And honestly, you deserve all that you put out to the universe and all that is ready to start coming back to you. So with that, I want to end today's conversation And I am so, so excited that, oh my gosh, we're talking about the book. So That Sucked, Now What? I will put it in the chat. You can go to thatsuckednowwhat.com and pre-order the book. And when you do, you will get all of these amazing juicy bonuses that will be coming your way. And so very excited for that. I am so, so excited to share more. Thank you for being on this incredible journey. And and loves. If you haven't already, what are you waiting for? We love, love, love your reviews. This has been such an incredible journey. You guys, the Brave Table, you are being so brave in every week that you are tuning in. And thank you so much for sharing this with your family and friends. And for this episode, share this to another mama, another friend, somebody that needs that inspiration to be more brave, to do the hard things. And if you are going to use that suck now what, go ahead and use that hashtag that suck now what. But if you haven't already, we love your reviews. And that would be the biggest support that you can do to help us grow this community. And you can leave it anywhere you leave your reviews on Apple iTunes or Spotify. Thank you guys so much. And I will see you next time. Bye.